Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and because my passion is to help dads become heroes, you know that it's my joy each week to bring you relevant topics to support that goal, especially when it comes to the dad-daughter relationship. Well, today on the program, I have the incredible privilege of having next to me in the studio my very best friend of 38 years Connie Patty. Now, you may not realize why this is such a big deal to have her here with me in person, but it's because she lives in the Czech Republic. So here she lives halfway around the world with her husband, where the two of them started a missions organization called Josiah Venture in 1993, along with a few other families, where they have a goal to reach youth for Christ in over 13 European countries in Eastern Europe. Now, not only that, but Connie is the author of an amazing book called No Less Than Yes, subtitle, Personal Encounters with the Promises of God. Did you guys catch that? No Less Than Yes, and it's available on Amazon. I am telling you, you want to get this book because she tells her story and you cannot believe some of the challenges she's been through, but God's faithfulness and her surrender to Him through it all is an amazing read. Now, you also may wondering, be wondering, like, why would you be inviting a woman here today? I thought this was a dad-daughter show. Well, here's why. She's going to be talking today about what it's like for a mom to support the relationship between her daughter and her husband. And this doesn't matter if you're listening and you're divorced, because all of what we're going to talk about today also applies to how you as a mom can support the relationship between your ex-husband and your daughter. So this runs the gamut of, of application, I really believe. So you are going to love hearing from her today. So thank you, Connie, for being here with me today. You're welcome. It's so fun to be here. <laughs> In my world, us together, we're, we talk all the time anyway, so this is nothing new. <laughs> we're just inviting you into the conversation. Well, before we begin, let me review again the template. You know by now I do this each week where I picture you as dad standing side by side, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm your coach cheering you on, which brings the on your mark, get set, go idea. So on your mark is the topic, get set, filling it in with stories and stats. And then there will always be a go step at the end where you can put your love into action. So on your mark, the topic today, how moms can support the dad-daughter connection. So, Connie, before we get started in the get set part, could you just tell everyone a little bit about you, like where you grew up, a little bit about you so people can fall in love with you like I have? Ah, sure. And thanks so much for having me here today, Michelle. It's a really special privilege. Well, I actually consider myself an Oregonian since I was born mm -hmm. and raised in Eugene. And long story short, it was during my teenage years that God began to get a hold of my life. And mm -hmm. I put my faith in Him at 17 and the Lord led me to a church shortly after that, the church your dad pastored, uh -huh. which is how we met. And through a series of events that actually you had a significant influence on, mm -hmm. an opportunity arose for me to spend a summer in Germany on a missions trip. And that one summer mm -hmm. led to 33 years. Changed everything. Everything. <laughs> absolutely everything. And I'm still on the mission field today after all those years. Well, after the walls of communism fell in 1989, my husband and I, along with our kids, moved from Germany, where we were missionaries, to the Czech Republic, and we began to pioneer a new ministry uh -huh. in Central and Eastern Europe called Josiah Venture, as you mentioned, yeah. where our vision is a movement of God among the youth of Central and Eastern Europe yeah. that finds its home in the local church and transforms society. That's awesome. So, 
And last, we have three grown children who are on mission with us. Uh, We're on mission with us during their (laughs) childhood years. Today, our two sons are married. We have one grandson, two more grandsons on the way this summer. Oh, can you believe that? It's so cool. (laughs) And all three of our kids and their families are heading back to serve with us in Josiah Venture within the next year. Uh, A treat to your heart. Very much. As a mom and a grandma. Absolutely. Well, I know there's so much more of your story that you could share. And I want to encourage people to buy your book if they want to hear more about you, no less than yes. But how about for now, let's just come back to you. Tell us three things, (laughs) just off the top of your head, uh, that you would like people to know about you. You told us about your family. Sure, sure. Well, I have to say, number one is I am crazy in love with Jesus. (laughs) Number one. Number two, hmm, I would say that I can hardly wait for any time I get to spend with my husband, Mm -hmm. with my kids, and Mm -hmm. my grandson. Mm -hmm. And last, I am a passionate woman about prayer. And I mm-hmm. love asking God to work powerfully to reach uh, the next generation, Central and Eastern Europe, with the gospel and yeah. lots of other things. So I spend a lot of time on my knees. <laughs> I love that about you, by the way. Mm-hmm. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about what role a mom plays in the dynamics between mm-hmm. a daughter and dad. Because you all heard that Connie has a daughter. Her name is Claire. And she just graduated from college. And what I hear oftentimes from dads is that they feel that they get put down Mm. by their wives or their ex-wives for doing things wrong when it comes to fathering, which disempowers them and then they stop trying. That's Mm -hmm. what I hear a lot. Maybe you do too, Mm because I know you've mentored women. You've been a leader of women for for all of your life, Mm -hmm. all of your adult (laughs) life. But we know there's two sides to every story, which is why I'm wanting to have this conversation with you. And because you are a mom, to three adult children, as well as having, like I said, been a mentor, a leader, you know, for over the decades, I know you've heard lots of stories. So, Connie, what have you observed about the ways that women, you know, aka what, like wives, moms, the way that they can disempower their husbands, or if they're divorced, the father of their children? Mm-hmm. Well, I've <clears throat> definitely seen that disempowerment, and I've done it as well. Sad mm. to say. But hopefully, after being a mom for nearly 27 years, I have learned from some of those mistakes. I've worked hard at it through the years. Uh, Shortly after my husband and I were married 30 years ago, we actually came up with something that we called the Ten Amendments to our marriage vows. Wow. And they were things like, we won't go to sleep angry with each other, or anything worth doing is worth doing wrong. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning that we won't be afraid to try. And fail uh, Mm -hmm. at something because we actually know that mistakes are the road to growth. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to be committed to that. But one of the vows we made directly ties into your question about disempowering the fathers Uh of our kids. And my husband and I agreed that we would be the president of each other's fan clubs. (laughs) Well, I have never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah. And what we said specifically was that we would never talk poorly of the other person in public, that we would deal with our problems in private. Uh So that actually gave me a really good foundation once we started having kids. We practiced it before we had kids. Uh And then after we had kids, it was a great commitment to speak well of Dave in public Mm -hmm. to others, but mostly to my kids. Wow. So I love that right off the bat here, you're talking about how you and Dave, at the beginning of your marriage, decided, did you say to be the president of each other's fan club? Of each other's fan club. (laughs) And so maybe someone listening goes, it's too late for us. I already Mm. have not been that. 
not too late. Okay, you would say it's never too late no. to, to change that. And so, Connie, you talked a lot about how you speak to each other. What I, I wonder what other thoughts you have about the power of the tongue. Mm, yeah, wow, the power of the tongue. I think one of the greatest ways that moms disempower their husbands or their fathers is by the words they speak about him with mm-hmm, their kids, mm-hmm. especially when he's not around to even have the opportunity to defend himself. For instance, my husband traveled a lot during our kids' childhood, and I had a choice about what I could say to my kids as their dad left for yet another Uh trip. I could say, I'm so sorry that dad is leaving you again, or worse, I hate it when your dad is gone. Uh And and sad, I've heard moms who say those kinds of things. And um, I could also say things like, he must like everyone else better than us. And, right. But I realized that I would be tearing my husband down and building a barrier between him and our kids uh-huh. that at some point could be insurmountable. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted our kids to love their dad and be yeah. proud of him, see the good in what he was doing, and for them to know that God cared as much about what their dad was doing in ministry as he did about our family, which, by mm. the way, I have to say my husband felt that way, too. Uh-huh. Ministry never trumped. He loved his family, but he had a calling, too, right. to fulfill. Yeah. So I actually took a cue from my own mom, who used her words well when my dad was gone for his job Monday through Friday, three weeks uh-huh. a month. He was a traveling salesman. Uh-huh. And before my dad left on trips, we always talked about where he was going, who he was going to see. And over the years, I knew all the names of the chainsaw <laughs> and lawn and garden equipment dealers <laughs> across the state of Oregon, because we talked about them so often. Uh-huh. So in that same way, we did that with our kids as well. Yeah. Dave would talk about what he'd be doing, who he'd be seeing, and most importantly, what we could be praying for. Uh-huh. So when the kids were sad about him being gone, I acknowledged that because it was hard. Yeah. But I never put my husband down for doing the job that mm-hmm. God had called him to. And I think that empowered him when he returned. Yeah. When he returned, he felt empowered because yes. he must have felt the atmosphere in the home yes, wasn't yes. against him mm-hmm. as he walked in. That's powerful, powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, Connie, that you're hitting on a core deep issue here, which is a hard one. I, I think for a lot of us women to grasp because maybe we feel like we're being authentic when we use our voice to mm-hmm. really talk about what's going on. And we know that we're imperfect. Dads are imperfect. And I think mm-hmm. for some of us, it's hard to hold back. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a little bit of a vocal one. So I'm speaking about <laughs> myself. But Connie, you made a choice to watch what came out of your mouth. Yeah. I have to imagine there were times you thought, I wish my husband was gone. Absolutely. Why, are, why am I having to do it all? Mm-hmm. But you, you felt what you felt. You were honest, yes. but you guarded your mouth. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, because I love that we're talking about this, that you've either seen or heard or observed that women do that impacts mm. the dad-daughter relationship? Absolutely, yes. Well, I think that something women do, and I fully include myself in that, mm. but in disempowering my husband is by speaking in a disrespectful tone. Ah. If my husband says, hey, have you seen my keys? I can walk over to the spot where they are and dangle them in front of him and say, they're here, or they're here. Ah. It depends on how you want to use your tone. But Mm -hmm. basically what I'm saying is, here they are, stupid. Exactly, and he knows that's what you're saying. He knows exactly, Mm -hmm. yes. And I think moms can pass on a sinful pattern of disrespect. 
which can be detrimental yeah. to the father-daughter, father-son mm-hmm. relationship later on. Yeah. So I feel like and felt like as I raised my kids that the tone that I set in our home in regards to how I spoke about him yeah. and how that set the tone for how my kids spoke to their dad. And that can yeah. have a profound impact on the relationship kids have with their dads. Ah, well, well said. I'm so grateful, Connie, that you're willing to share the stories that are coming out of your own life, because I think sometimes we want to hide that, especially in ministry. Like, I don't want people to know I've blown it. But since we're on a roll, I wonder, could you share a story like from your own life that highlights even more maybe that tendency to, you know, to maybe unknowingly destroy Mm, or tear down the bond between your daughter. We're talking, even though you have sons, we're talking about Claire and her dad. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband is an incredible leader and he's a dynamic speaker and a man with a huge heart for God and people. Mm -hmm. He's a visionary, competent, diligent, responsible, but there are areas that he is not skilled at. Like all of us have areas that we're not skilled at. And in particular, I think of how my husband is not skilled in the kitchen. And when we got married, he could basically microwave a frozen burrito. And I'm really not kidding about that. That was the extent of his cooking skills. And honestly, that didn't bother me. I liked Mm -hmm. caring for him by shopping, cooking for him. But as the years went by, honestly, it started Mm -hmm. to bother me that sometimes he would even forget where the plates were in the cupboard. And I would think to myself in my Uh head, what house have you been living in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, in a way that I was really questioning, mm-hmm. even in my own head, even yeah. if I didn't say it out loud, yeah. I was questioning that. But as our kids got into their teenage years, they started to see that too uh-huh. and began to express that. And I noticed that there were times they were making fun of their dad for not knowing how to cook or knowing his way around mm-hmm, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I had a choice. Again, see theme, that choice. Theme. theme. The choice. The choice. Uh-huh. I do have a choice uh-huh. how I use my words. I could join them in that. I could roll my eyes. I could make fun of him, Yeah, which was a temptation because <laughs> it was actually in my head as well. Right, right. Or I could choose a higher road. And I could talk with my kids about who their dad is, what his strengths are, and what we could do as a family to bless him Uh, in his weaknesses. uh And this ended up in resulting, honestly, in our boys becoming fabulous cooks because they were like, (laughs) I don't want to be like dad. (laughs) (laughs) But in a great, wonderful way. Humorous. We would laugh about it. Not making fun of. Not making Uh fun of. No. So in other words, it sounds like your kids followed after your model because you've heard the quote, more is caught. Than taught. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is really powerful. Yeah. And our daughter found ways to bless her dad in his weakness. She developed an incredible love and joy for baking. And she would ask her dad, What would you like me to make today? And they share love for peanut butter. So she would make (laughs) peanut butter things for him. And so it's just beautiful today that that area actually was redeemed. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you're talking about things that happened at home. So let's go Mm -hmm. way back. You know, to the beginning or when your mm-hmm. kids were young, what do you remember it being like when you as a mom felt your husband may have crushed mm. your daughter's spirit or or maybe I'll say it another way, like missed reaching her heart, even if that's not what he meant to do. Any stories you could tell about mm. what that was like for you as a mom? Yeah, the things that come to my mind are actually about years that our family was under the pressure of struggling with 
very difficult health problems in I remember uh, in the Czech that. Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with Claire, with she's per- had yes, yeah, particularly with our daughter, mm-hmm. and because of that, she and I actually developed a really strong bond and mm-hmm. strengthened our relationship because we spent a lot of time at doctors and hospitals yes. and even crossing the ocean. You know, as we came here and uh-huh. spent time trying to seek help for her. And I knew all the ins and outs of mm-hmm. our daughter and related to her with an ease that I often wished my husband had as well. And even though I knew that she was unusually bonded to me because of those trials, I wanted Dave to have that same kind of bonding with her. Right. And I was frustrated when I saw that he was missing her. Mm-hmm. And for several years, I watched the two of them disconnect or more be unconnected. More in adolescence or even before? Yeah, I would say for sure we saw it by the time she reached 13. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was uh, by that time making trips back and forth across the ocean with her and and trying to figure out what was wrong. So at 13, that's a really key area. Uh And so Dave felt that and knew that he was missing her. So in his, uh, as you say, Martian attempt, (laughs) right? Yes. Yes. He... He started feeling he's disconnected, so he was looking for ways that he could yeah. reach out and try to connect with her, mm-hmm. and then they ended up missing each other. Mm-hmm. Which happens to so many dads yeah. mm-hmm. and daughters. I hear it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So he and I began to have long talks about where I was helping him understand who she was today as mm-hmm. a 13-year-old, and, and that, in the end, actually changed everything. Wow. Between the two of them. You as a mom were the pivot point mm-hmm. yeah. for that relationship yeah. getting better, or it could have stayed disconnected. Yes, it probably would have. Had you honestly. not stepped in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we then became a team in helping him mm-hmm. to have a good relationship with her. And I wasn't holding out on information. I actually was feeding him information ah. for how he could help her, uh, help, you know, have uh-huh. a better connection with her. That is awesome, awesome. Well, I know you and I have talked about this before, about kind of in a way like you've held a key. I I remember Mm -hmm. you saying something about that. Mm -hmm. Tell more about that. Yeah, I realized that I probably had the key for my husband to understanding our daughter's heart. Wow. And that I needed to give him the key. I needed to give him Mm -hmm. the key. Do you think women could even give a key to an ex-husband? Absolutely. Okay, say more about that. Absolutely. Uh, I think it involves communication. So it does mean you have to speak with your husband, Uh ex-husband, father uh of your daughter, and help him understand who she is, what her thought processes are, what kinds of things mean a lot to her, and the ways that I see that he could be successful at building a meaningful relationship with her. Wow. Okay, so so I got to review this. Tell me if I heard this right. So you told Dave ways that he could be successful. Yes. You set him up to succeed. Yes, yes. I, I wanted him, him to succeed. Yeah, because you knew your daughter needed that connection Absolutely. with her dad. She did. Mm-hmm. And then you said another thing that stood out. You said, I realized I probably had the key to understanding her heart. And then you said, what? I need to give him yes. the key, which, okay, I've got to ask you a question then. What if a dad doesn't have ears to hear what you have to say as a woman and gets defensive or feels attacked like you're, you're just telling him what he's doing wrong? Yeah. What does a mom do about that? Well, this is where, again, it's a choice where you can intervene in a respectful way mm. and stay in your role as a wife to your husband 
not as his mother. <laughs> not as his mother, which means what? Well, Davis told me that he hates it when uh, he actually uses that word. I hate it when you mother me. But okay. he doesn't mind when I do it as his wife. Or I would add, uh-huh. if it's a divorce situation, as the mother of yes. our daughter. Uh-huh. I can come in on that yes. line, yes. but not as his mother. Which has a lot to do with what we've... Tone. You've talked about that today. It's 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 a lot, the tone and the attitude behind Mm -hmm. the tone. Well, I've talked with a lot of women who say they feel caught in the middle Mm -hmm. between their daughter's needs and their husband's needs. And it's a hard job because women who are very heart-driven feel that pull and that Mm -hmm. tug. Mm -hmm. Can you say anything from your experience about how to navigate that tricky dynamic? Yeah, that sure can be tricky. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with Dave across the ocean before I came into this because I wanted to ask him, what did I do that helped you and supported your relationship with our daughter? That's awesome. And he gave me three things that I did. And I wasn't even aware so much that I was doing it, but he articulated it. So here's our three things. Okay. He said that I was his early warning system. He said that I picked up on things with our daughter and noticed them before he did. And then I told him those things so that he could be successful in communicating with her. Uh, I had more time with her. Right. So I caught the details. So I just fed them. I was the early warning system. Uh-huh. Hey, the tornado is coming. <laughs> Get in there. Uh-huh. And then second, he said I was his translator. His translator. Mm-hmm. He said that I translated both directions. I translated for Dave when he didn't understand Claire. And for Claire, when she didn't understand her dad. And I would say to each one of them, sometimes literally these Uh words, this is what he or she is really saying. Mm. And we actually avoided a lot of misunderstandings in translation. That's awesome. Okay, one more thing. You said there were three. Yes, I did say there were three. Uh, Okay. Uh, He said I was their cheerleader. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, and what, well, what I mean by that is that I spoke highly of each of them to the other. I would mm-hmm. often quote to Claire things that her dad had said to her about her. Does that make sense? Yes. It, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I, I would say, Claire, dad really liked how you wore your hair today. Oh. <laughs> or I would say he really liked the new shirt that we bought together last week. Uh-huh. And he's great at doing that with her now, but when she was 13, he didn't always know yeah. how to connect and say things to her that meant something. So I, t- I was cheerleader and translator a little Whereas bit. Whereas now, they do it with each other. Oh, they totally do it with each other. But during those yeah. pivotal years, you stepped in to help build the bridge so I that did. the two of the, them could bond, which is I so did. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple more questions for you. If you could tell your younger self mm-hmm. or even a younger mom how to encourage that interaction yeah. between the two, daughter and dad, what would you say? Mm, I wished I had spoken up sooner and been the early warning system, been the translator, been the cheerleader, to help him know and understand and relate to her. Oh, I love it. Okay, I've got one final question. I've got to end with the go step. Mm-hmm. If you could give one action step today to moms, I've never yet on the Dad Whisperer had this as a last action step for moms, for women. But if you could tell moms one way to put their heart of love for their daughter Mm. and dad into action, what would you tell them? Mm, I would say be the relayer of good news between the two of them. Ah. Champion their relationship with each other. Tell the other one how much the other one loves them and is Um. for them. And yeah, 
I love that. Be the relayer. So you're using your voice Mm -hmm. in a proactive, positive way, watching the tone. Oh, Connie, it has been such a joy to have you here today. Mm -hmm. So on your mark has been how moms can support the dad-daughter connection. You've heard Connie Patty share her story, and I trust that it's been an encouragement and gives you moms some practical ways that you can help build the bridge between your daughter and her dad. Remember that you can always listen to past episodes on iTunes at The Dad Whisperer, or you can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, and I have free resources for you there. Or you can always write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. Give me ideas of what you want me to cover, or just let me know how it's going at home. So moms and dads, get out there this week. Put your heart of love into action for your kids, because I'm standing here championing you on. Go dads, go moms.